Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turn to Page 7, Under the Magician's Spell. I want to say bleh again. Why do I want to say bleh? <laughs> it's just innate with the territory of spookiness, I guess. Uh, how are you doing? Are you ready for magic? Bleh. I mean, Abracadabra. It's got some spook in it. Yeah. I, I'm more of an abracadabra is the magical yes. man kind of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... We do see some very traditional magician stuff on this page. We've got the yeah. song box in half, the the perspective smoke and mirrors illusion that must be occurring here to make those boxes appear perfect mirrors of one another, and yet yes. weirdly wrinkle my brain slightly to look at them both. It's true. I I will and say the, the box cut in half illusion. I don't know well. I guess, how would you do it without actually cutting something in half? Like, the fact that the box is just, like, it is two very clearly separate boxes. I I mean, there's no cut there. Mm -hmm. There's no cut there. You didn't murder anyone. You can't fool me. They're moving. Ah, but the, the trick has not yet begun. <laughs> He's going to saw each of these in half. Oh, ah, I'm going to saw the box in fourths. Ah, mm -hmm. but, I mean, hey. No one's done that trick before. Probably, I mean. I guess I'm not well versed in magic. Uh, I saw Chris Angel and I got scared. You know, <laughs> there should be just a... walking out in public. Was he doing magic at the time, <laughs> or was it just? No, it's just like I'm like, oh, I don't. That's I shouldn't dabble in that. Like you know, I'm you know I'm gonna become a demon or something, or I'm gonna own a you know, what is that the breakfast brunch place that is either owned by Chris Angel or uh, is just has all the stuff inspired by him. One of the two. Either way, it's weird. Uh, can't can't dabble with that. I might own a, a, a brunch place. Who knows? It's even weirder if it's both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I don't know. I, that's always been such a funny thing to me is, like, when celebrities will either own a restaurant or something and then you look at the menus it is always fun to be like well what do they name it like and this one was just so ham-fisted it was just like the chris angel pancakes you know <laughs> it's, it's just like it's, it's just like put in the there's, there's like crispy fries you know like there was it was just yeah, that okay. stuff that's like okay we're getting somewhere to say like at least make it crispy yeah. apple pancakes or so, you know something that fits it yeah but uh after the fact that i i mentioned that also on the menu was an anime version of chris angel as a child like a chibi <laughs> child in the kids section uh i would like to move to on to eat <laughs> yes would you eat this huh. young chibi child it's a it's a chimichanga. I could not eat this young chibi child. <laughs> I could not. He is incorporeal. What do you mean? Uh, I would not, could not eat this young chibi child. <laughs> uh, we've got the Under the Magician's Goosebumps yes. page in front of us. Moving on from the spooks of Chris Angel. <laughs> would you like to hear what spooks we will be running into here? Absolutely. Beware. <laughs> do not read this book from beginning to end. Bummer. You have to take your bratty little sister, Joni, with you to the mall. Before you and your friend, Sid, can stop her, Joni runs into the magic shop. Of course, she touches everything in the store. 
But when Joni leaves the shop carrying a big book of magic spells, you know you're headed for trouble. Big trouble. The book of spells belongs to an evil magician, and he's going to use every terrifying magic trick, sawing you in half, throwing knives at you, even setting hundreds of rabbits loose to get his book back. Time is running out. The magician has put a powerful spell on Joni. Her body is slowly evaporating, and you're next. Can you destroy the magician before he waves his wand to make you disappear into thin air? Mm, probably. Our track record of eventually getting there is pretty good. It's 100%, actually, uh, of, of eventually indeed. solving the problem. I wonder, yes. like, parallel to that, is there ever going to be one of these that we happen to get every single right option and we just do not hit a dead end? Yes, we will. Excellent. It'll be a glorious occasion, and it's going to be today. We're going to get exactly. The, is it? It's got to have some kind of a a name to it. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to. We'll have to come with it. Hopefully, we don't actually get it today, so I can come up with a name for it then. <laughs> yeah, goosebumps low percent. Yes, a goosebumps low percent run. That's exactly a hundred percent. Sorry, uh, low percent. Yes. Mm. Uh, but alas, let's find out if we get the low percent run over on page one. Are you ready? Absolutely. All right. You flatten yourself against the wall. You listen hard for a noise. Any noise. Will you be able to make your escape? The only sound you hear is your own raspy breathing. You slowly peer around the corner. All clear. It's now or never. You murmur. You take a dig, dig, dig deep breath and sprint towards freedom. Bang! The door slams shut behind you as you fling yourself onto the lawn. Oh, made it! You cheer, but you know there's no time to celebrate. You glance around. So far, so good. Race around to the side of the house. Come to a dead stop. Turn to page two. I feel like we are halfway through a bad end here. I know. It's in we're, we're right in the thick of it. Chris Angel's right around the corner, ready to give us a nice <laughs> short stack. Uh, there they are, standing right beside your bicycle. Your mother and your little sister, Joni. Hi, sweetie. Your mother greets you. Where are you off to in such a hurry? Your stomach sinks to your toes. You're so close. So close to escape. Now you know what's coming. Um, meeting Sid at the mall? You mumble to your mom. That sounds fun, dear. I'm sure Joni would like to go, too. Ma! You wail. Joni's such a pain. She gets into everything. I have to watch her every second. Joni will behave, won't you, cutie? Your mother turns to Joni and kisses her on the cheek. Joni nods sweetly. She gives you a big, fake smile. Goodbye, fun, you think. Your bratty nine-year-old sister always gets you into trouble. She has to touch everything she sees. Break it or take it. Seems to be Joni's motto, but she's disgustingly cute. No one ever seems to get mad at her. Grumps love her brown curls and her bright blue eyes. Look, Joni wants to hold your hand. Your mother gushes. Isn't that cute? Before you puke, turn to page three. You shake off Joni's hand. Once your mother is out of sight, you know Joni will drop her cutie pie routine. Listen up, Joni. You tell her. I'm in charge, so hurry up and grab your bike. I'm already late. 
I have to get my diary first. Joni says. That stupid diary. Joni never goes anywhere without it. You two have fun. Your mother tells you. Then she follows Joni into the house. Joni! You holler. I'm leaving! Now! You jump on your bike and pedal as fast as you can. Hopefully none of your friends will spot you riding them all with your little sister. You glance back and see that Joni is pedaling hard to keep up with you. When you reach the mall, you and Joni lock your bikes in the rack. Now don't wander off. You instruct your bike. You instruct Joni. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Me? She asks super sweetly. Hurry to page 18. She was confused as well. She was like, you mean the bike? <laughs> or me? Now don't you go anywhere, bikey. <laughs> you, you roll your eyes <laughs> at Joni's sickly sweet act. You rush through the mall to meet your friend Sid. You spot him pacing in front of the comic connection. Sid is wearing a blue jacket that is a little too small for his chubby frame. He runs a hand through his spiky blonde hair. Where were you? He demands as you hurry over to him. My mom made me bring Joni. You explain. Really? Sid raises an eyebrow. Then where is the little princess? Oh no. Did you lose Joni already? Turn to page seven. <laughs> She's hanging out with the bike. Uh, low percent. It's, it's better to do the Joni skip, you know? <laughs> it cuts down on a lot do, of menuing if you've torn out page five and it asks you to go to page five you default to page six and you can use that to skip to the end of the joni routines i like the thought that glitchless is if you don't rip out the pages <laughs> mint condition percent mint condition mint percent yes all right, Joni has already disappeared. Too bad you can't just let her stay lost. It would be great for the run and the PB, but you glance around the mall. There she is, you say, pointing across the courtyard. Joni stands frozen in front of the shop window as if she were in a trance. For a moment, you could swear her feet are floating inches off the floor. Can't be, you tell yourself. You blink and look again. No, her feet are still off the ground. On the ground. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> the magic shop? You read the store's sign out loud. She's going in. Sid warns. Come on. We have to get her out of there. That store won't know what hit it. You and Sid follow Joni into the magic shop. It takes a few seconds for your eyes to adjust to the dim light. Sid gives a little gasp beside you. Wow. You murmur. The shop is filled from floor to ceiling with magic tricks. Of course, Joni is touching every single one. You shake your head as you watch her fiddling with a miniature guillotine, but then she sticks her finger into the place under the tiny blade. Joni, don't! You shout. Before you can stop her, she pulls the string. The blade drops right through her finger. Rush shot over to page 114. Jo Joni, don't move. You race to her side. Your mom will be furious if you allow Joni to chop off her finger. You force yourself to look down at your sister's hand. You hope you'll be able to stand the sight of all that blood. Joni slowly pulls her hand from the guillotine. She grins up at you, waving all five, all six fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you strangle Joni now? Turn to page 25. 
Or do you use every ounce of strength and try to ignore your little sister's tricks? Turn to page six. I mean, strangling in public because of yeah, magic no. would mean that it would be a very dangerous profession at the very least. I... Yeah, no one would get into the magical arts <laughs> if they were risking asphyxiation every time they left the house. It's true. Only true I bad boys. Think... <laughs> exactly. That's that's where you get only Chris Angels in the mm -hmm. profession. I am a little worried here, though, that our two options are, do you strangle Joey yes, now? now? Or... Turn to page 25. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it, it implies the uh, inevitability of strangulation, uh, for sure. Mm. <laughs> We could use every ounce of our strength to try and ignore the little sister's tricks before the I, game obviously tells us to go back and strangle. I take that would be a weird one actually if we got that in. Fact <laughs> that if they want us to strangle our little sister yeah. in a magic <laughs> shop at the local mall, I find it hard to believe they could justify that being a good choice. ending for the kids' book uh. made for kids. Let's go to page six. Let's do it. Joni? You spit out through clenched teeth. We've only just arrived, and already you've... I mean, she hasn't really done anything wrong, but... You're interested by yeah. a, a poke in the back. Wait, interrupted by a poke in the back. You whirl around, there's Sid with a goofy smile on his face. Oops! Sid says sheepishly. He holds up his hands, they're handcuffed together. Sid! He scolded him. Ugh, you're as bad as Joni. A booming voice makes you jump. I see that you are enjoying my magic tricks. Great, you think? Chris Angel, the store owner, <laughs> now we'll have to pay for the tricks we've touched. But where is the guy? You glance around the shop, you don't see anyone. You smell something, though. Something musty and rotten. Welcome to the magic shop. The voice says it all. A tall, thin man with a skinny moustache steps out of the shadow. It didn't rhyme. I can't keep going. Uh, <laughs> steps out of the shadows. He's dressed all in black. His black cape swirls around him as if there were a strong wind blowing. Except you remind yourself we're indoors. I am the magician. The tall man declares. Turn to page 125. Great shop, Mr. Magician. You use your most polite voice. Maybe that way he won't be angry about Sid and Joni playing with the tricks. Yeah, cool stuff. Sid pipes up. He reaches out to shake the magician's hand. What a jerk. He must have forgotten he was handcuffed. The magician peers down at Sid's wrists. You hear a low rumble that gradually turns into a creepy laugh. <laughs> Sid's sorry about trying the handcuffs. You elbow Sid so that he'll put out, put on his most sorry face. He does. But, but we really have to get home, so if you could get the key... Key? The magician brings his face directly in front of yours. You notice little wisps of smoke escaping from his collar. This is getting a little too weird. Glance around for Joni. Adults usually go... Adults usually go for her cute act. Maybe she can cute the magician into getting the key you feel sid tugging on your sleeve you turn back around but the magician has vanished 
Where did he go? Turn to page eight. Hey! You explain. Where did he go? <laughs> Sid points... <laughs> number one magician audience. Oh my god, they would pay. They would pay for that plant. Uh, <laughs> he must have disappeared into thin air! Oh my god! And there weren't any... There were no magic trap doors at all. I checked. Uh, Sid points towards a black curtain at the rear of the shop. You walk up to the curtain, give it a yank. There's nothing behind it but a solid brick wall. Weird. It's time to leave. You tell Sid. He agrees. You quickly find Joni kneeling in front of a huge bookcase. Come on, Joni. We're going. You tell her. But I'm... Now! You command, yanking her to her feet. We need to remove Sid's handcuffs. You say once you're outside. We have some tools back at our clubhouse. Maybe this will help. Joni says. She holds up an old book. The words Magic Book of Spells are written across the gold cover. Joni! <laughs> you screech. What are you doing with that? I tried to tell you. Joni whines. But you dragged me out of the store. Besides, I think there's a spell in here for getting out of handcuffs. Well, well, somebody needs to do something. Sid grumbles. I think these cuffs are getting tighter. What should you do? If you decide to try a spell from the book, turn to page 32. If you decide to go back to the clubhouse and use regular tools, turn to page 47. Now, if I, I know anything mean... from the time I have spent playing fantasy games, yes. magical locks cannot be broken with regular tools. Yeah. But do we have a proficiency in spellcasting? What is our class? Hmm... Uh, unfortunately, we are Coopers, so we are mm. a subtype of the <laughs> village, village class, so oh. we just make barrels. We're really good at that. We don't have any combat skills, any oh, adventuring man. skills, any dungeoneering skills whatsoever. I mean, you know, maybe the DM will fudge it. Do you want to go to 32? Mm. Let's give it a go. All right. Okay. Let's see if we can find a spell that'll do the trick. You say... You're willing to try anything. You grab the small, gold-covered book from Joni and skim the pages. It must be written in some kind of code. I've never seen words like this before. I bet I can read it. Joni brags, grabbing the book back from you. Let me have it. Fine, smarty pants. Go ahead. Joni studies the book, turning the page slowly. It must be a foreign language, she says finally. Yeah, like Transylvanian. Sid jokes. Maybe the English translation is in the back of the book. Joni flips to the back pages. I think you're right. This looks like English. You peer over her shoulder at the book. Oh, right. You say sarcastically. You snatch the book back from her. If this is so English, then <laughs> what does... Even das Yagat Nabas Tagumi. Unfortunately, you're about to find out. Go to page 40. <laughs> this this might be the 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 uh most fun setup for accidentally reading out the phrase in one of these books. Because this was like a, yeah. a mainstay of horror for such a long period of yeah. time that you would find some cursed book 
and accidentally recite the wrong passage from the tome and unleash hell. Yeah. This is the best setup for it. This like, is, oh really? Yeah. If you're so smart, then what does Ivan Dos Yagen Nobin Magu mean? <laughs> if, ah, yes. If, you're, if this is so English, then... It's just such a, yeah i mean because here's the thing that's that's real like that is a real situation you know between mm -hmm. a brother and a sister that level of just like snippiness you would actually maybe read it a cursed spell on accident this yeah. is real in 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 the movie uh this all happens and then you know hell opens like a portal to hell opens yeah. directly behind us and then the character like i guess uh sid says um that just happened and then uh <laughs> um, <laughs> we cut away guys, from the scene we've got company <laughs> there's a portal to hell right behind me isn't there yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's think, long to 40. Yeah. Loud claps of thunder echo around the mall. The sky grows darker and darker. Huge cracks appear in the floor. You watch in horror as a huge split in the tile moves towards you faster and faster. Look out! You shout. You shove the magic book into the waistband of your pants. <laughs> you try to outrun the widening gap, but it's no use. You fall into the opening. Your hands reach up for the edge, but the ground is shaking so much you can't get a good hold. You slide down deeper and deeper into the black hole. Your fingers scrape at the dirt along the sides. You try and find something to hold on to, but there's nothing. The dirt crumbles away under your fingertips. Help! You shout, but there's no one there to help you. You plunge into the Earth's darkness, tumbling over and over and over. Plummet to page 60. Wake up. <laughs> someone is shouting into your ear. You open your eyes. Sid is standing over you. What happened? Where are we? I don't know. Sid answers. Underground somewhere. You rise unsteadily to your feet. You notice Joni sitting on the floor. She looks as if she just woke up. You glance around. The walls of the room are painted black. A wooden coffin sits on a low table behind it a black velvet curtain. Do you think there's another brick wall behind there, like was back in the magic shop? You joke. The only one way to find out. Sid says. You walk up to the curtain, unsure of what may happen next. Before you can part the thick fabric, three men dressed in red tights somersault into the room. They reach the center of the room, begin to juggle. Balls fly through the air faster and faster. Hop, hop, hop. Then to your amazement, the balls turn into balls of fire. One of the jugglers turns your way and throws a glowing fireball right at you with proficiency. Oh no. Do you know how to juggle? If you can juggle, turn to page 17. If you can't juggle, turn to page 28. <laughs> can mm, you juggle? I can juggle three balls. Can you juggle? I For the sake of... Uh, I can't juggle. Wow, we have both. Excellent. Get um, right down the line then. So, I'm closer to not being able to juggle than to juggle. Like, I'm, you know, I'm closer to I'm being closer able to juggle to than not being able to juggle. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the spectrum between pedestrian and juggler, juggler. I'm closer to pedestrian. I walk more streets. Uh, are you human uh, or are you juggler? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am dancer. Let's go 17. All right, we can juggle. What could go wrong? 
This is what all the kids were training for. I like the thought, like, because this is pretty early on as far as if choice delineation goes. If this mm -hmm. is failure, then, like, you might not be able to get content out of this book unless you can juggle. <laughs> <laughs> Go learn to juggle and then come back. You're... This book is too hard for you until you can <laughs> throw it and four other books yeah. in the air simultaneously. Juggle skill issue. Look out! You shout. The ball is a fire speed towards you. You put your hands in front of your face. You catch a fireball and toss it back. Before you can take a breath, the jugglers throw another fireball at you. Once again, you manage to toss it back. Why are my hands burning up, you wonder? You notice Sid and Joni gazing at you in awe. The jugglers surround you. Somehow you manage to return every ball they throw. As you toss the flaming balls in the air, the jugglers speak in eerie flat tones. We, says one juggler. No, says the second. Who you are, says the third. What do you mean? Ouch! It's hard to talk and juggle at the same time. You drop the fiery ball and poof, all the other balls vanish. You took the magician's book, the first juggler says. The magician wants it back, says the third. Then he'll eat for you for dinner. <laughs> That's nice. And turn to page 64. Well, says the third. Turn to page 64. Okay. We, <laughs> we, we, we're, we're, we're live. Juggle good. <laughs> I'm just trying to internalize each of those voices for each sure. of the three, just in case they come back, you know. I mean, hey. Before we end up on the dinner menu. Sid interrupts the jugglers. Can you take off these cuffs? The first juggler somersaults over to Sid. Oh. He, he jiggles with the cuffs and they clatter on the floor. How, how, how did you do that? You ask. When you and Sid tried to unlock the handcuffs, it seemed improbable. <laughs> it's a trick. The juggler answers. Everything's a trick here. The tone of that makes them sound like they are really just so fed up with everything. Everything having mm -hmm. to be... That's everything having to be a trick here. Can we just Everything's like... Everything's a goddamn trick here. This morning <laughs> I got up, I peeled a banana, and it just... It, like, you know you know the the uh, the, the little uh, snake trap? Yeah, absolutely. Thing, the corn fritter snake trap? It did that. The banana did that at me. Everything's yep. a trick. Yep. I woke up. I found out that my whole life, my, my wife... My kids, it's all a trick. I'm sick. Everything is a trick here. Everything. Everything is a trick. Everything is a trick here. <laughs> Suddenly, all the three, all three of the jugglers freeze. The magician. They cry together. He's coming. All three disappear into a puff of smoke. Turn page 34. The magician will be here any minute. Those magicians made it sound like we're goners. Sid whispers to you. Even if you gave his book back. Joni adds glumly. You've got to act fast, but you can't escape because you don't know where you are. Besides, there doesn't seem to be a normal door in this black room. Your only hope is to hide the book, then the magician will need you alive if he wants the book back. We've got to hide the book. You tell Sid and Joni. I'm going to put it in the coffin. N no, it's too says. easy to find. Let's look around. You search the room for a hiding place. There isn't much choice. A wide shelf runs along one wall. On it sits a large fishbowl with three exotic fish and an old-fashioned metal birdcage with a yellow canary. 
If you still think the coffin is the best place, go to page 101. If you hide the book in the fishbowl, turn to page 22. Third choice, new tech. If you put the book in the birdcage, turn to page 132. There's three ways this can go wrong now. This is new. <laughs> three ways this can go wrong. So yes. there's no correct way here? I mean, honestly, it's goosebumps. It's goosebumps. I feel like, I mean... Because th the be correct a wrong option path. was not to be able to juggle. It's exactly. actually jugglers who can't play this book. <laughs> no jugglers. No jugglers allowed. <laughs> no jugglers allowed. Yeah. Also, I would imagine that even the uh, the correctest of choice here would still have a uh, a bad path in the in the future. So I'm gonna, mm. I'm just gonna say that I'm right, and that's definitely what I meant. Um, very very fair. I mean, so should we assess like what? trick we think each of these could possibly be because like if you put the book in the bird cage so the bird cage there's like a disappearing bird trick but the thing is it collapses the bird as i understand it from having watched the prestige into the case at the bottom is that going to be able to hide the book i don't know maybe uh mm. fishbowl that seems like a bad idea to me just off the bat i can't just... think of a fishbowl trick that is obfuscatory obfuscatory but rats. obfuscatory to the things inside of it hides them I need I remind you, everything is a trick here. Oh, everything is a trick. Every last thing. Um, yeah, or the coffin. I, I don't know. Mm. Feels like I don't know why the birdcage is calling to me. I feel like the coffin is okay, like good. Okay, you birdcage is calling to me as well. Okay, calling like a canary. Let's do it. Let's do it. Tweet tweet. The birdcage. You decide. Good idea. Sid grabs the book and races across the room. He sticks his finger into the birdcage. Don't be scared, little bird. He croons. I'm going to open your cage and put something inside. Uh, hurry up. You urge. The magician could be here any moment. And don't forget to put the book under the paper lining in the cage. We don't want bird doo-doo all over the book. <laughs> oh. Wait, who says that? Yeah. Stupid! Of course I was going to cover the book. You don't have to call me stupid. Uh, I didn't. Oh. You uh. declare. But if you didn't, who did? You idiot. Uh, okay. Which of you called me an idiot? Dummies! It's the bird talking. Sid exclaims. You and Joni rush over to the birdcage. Say something else, birdie. Joni coaxes. Sid opens the cage and slips his hand inside. That's when you hear a new voice. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Turn to page 19. Just hit the Rolodex in my head, and I was like, what? Okay, that's the one, I guess. <laughs> A biggest, grossest looking... Okay, never mind. Well? Sid. You whisper. Joni. None of us said that, and the bird didn't say that. Who said that? The magician? Joni squeaks. The three of you turn slowly and scan the room. A man steps out of the shadows. It's not the magician, but you don't feel any better. This is the biggest grossest looking guy with a high-pitched voice that you've ever seen <laughs> his massive body towers over you your eyes travel up 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 
to the man's face. His skin is the color... Wait, is the color your face turns when you're about to be sick? Drool runs down the corner of his mouth. You can smell his foul breath from across the room. He's one creepy dude. Yeah, he doesn't look happy. We're in big trouble, you think? Then the giant's voice booms. Give me my birdie. Turn to page 65. I'm just retconning that high voice because I need to do a giant voice like that. Yeah. I'm down. The giant reaches out for the bird in Sid's hand. The guy's hand is as big as Sid's head. Is my little birdie birdie okay? The giant mm. makes kissing sounds at the bird. I'm a vanilla... Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> I, I, I lost the track on who was speaking at the time. Giant makes kissing sounds at the bird. I'm a vanilla guest. He explains. I was just practicing throwing my voice. You mean you're a ventriloquist? Joni corrects the man. Good move, Joni, you think? Get the giant mad. The huge man peers down at Joni. Uh-oh, you think? Here it comes. You're cute. The giant tells Joni. I know. She replies. They smile at each other. You don't believe it. Joni's cute act is working on this gross guy. Can you show us how to get out of here? <laughs> Joni asks, flashing her dimples. Sure, come with me, the giant says, taking Joni's hand. Joni, wait! You call. You are not sure you trust this guy. Do you just want to sit here and wait for the magician? Joni asks you. She's got a point, Sid adds. What do you think? Should Hey, now, should you go with the ugly giant? Rude. If so, turn to page 110. If you think it'd be better to wait, go to page 67. Ah, the deadly experiments of Dr. Eek conundrum. Mm, sit this, in a chair? This is basically like a shallow test, right? Like, are you shallow? Like, yeah. we, we said monstrous, we said big, we said ugly, we said all of these different descriptors about smell and stuff like that, but all of the actions we've shown from this character are being gentle and sweet. And Do you still judge them by that first thing we said? Yeah, he's ugly. I mean, sure. No, I'd like We to can still believe he's ugly and go with him. <laughs> I would love to. I don't believe he's ugly. In my canon, he's beautiful. He's ugly and beautiful. He's he unique. has non-traditional charms. Somehow he has a hunchback on his face. Like, I don't know. Uh, I love him. And sometimes I want a partner's breath to only smell like sherbet at all times of the day. Exactly. I, he likes the bird. I, that's, that's enough for me to love this character exactly. with all my heart. I'm going to 110. With no deliberation. <sighs> okay. You tell the others. Let's get out of here. The giant opens a trap door in the floor. He pulls Joni through it. Sid follows closely behind. You peer into the dark hole in the floor. A damp smell makes your nose crinkle. You see crooked steps leading down. You hope this wasn't a mistake. You climb down the stairs. You find yourself in a dark tunnel. Mold and cobwebs cling through the rough walls. The others are far ahead of you. You have to follow the sounds of their voices. <laughs> you finally come to an open doorway. You glance inside. You're met with a weird sight. Sid is sitting on the giant's knee. There's another kid sitting on the giant's other knee. 
the ugliest kid you've ever seen. <laughs> Goosebumps. Come on, man. <laughs> but you don't see Joni anywhere. What's going on? Rush into the room on page five. Where's my sister? You demand, racing into the room. The giant smiles his creepy smile at you. You're just in time for the show, he says. That's when you notice the kid next to Sid isn't a real kid. It's a ventriloquist dummy. A really ugly dummy. Where's Joni? You ask again. Of course, knowing Joni, she could have wandered off by herself. The dummy's red eyes blink open. I'm Freaky Freddy, the dummy says. Children don't like me. They think I'm too scary to look at. Sid, come on. We have to find Joni. But Sid just stares blankly ahead. as it, It's as if he were made out of wood. Uh-oh. I need cute dummies for my act. The giant explains. Then people will like me. No, you think it can't be. You notice a large cabinet. You rush towards it and yank it open. Joni! You shriek. She gazes at you silently. She's a dummy, and crumpled beside her is another dummy. You pick it up and gasp in horror. The dummy has your face. You now know how this will end. Um, I would just like to mention, Goosebumps is now saying, actually, go back and judge that person by their cover. Make sure you judge that book by its cover. Yeah. Be as judgmental as you possibly want. He's ugly, therefore probably bad. How dare yeah. you, Goosebumps, unless the canon path is we can't juggle, which we still don't know. Yeah, it's true. I will say I am confused. Mm. She is mm. She is a dummy. Joni is a dummy. <laughs> like, I mean, she already was. <laughs> no, but also, it says she gazes at you silently. She's a dummy. But we also, by her, see a dummy of us. Yeah. How, and it says yeah, you know so how this will end. What's the subtext? Why? Why do so we I need think... to be killed for him to make dummies of us? I think it has to be like a like a like a Chucky kind of situation. They're gonna have to do some sitch, like some chant uh, mm -hmm. in order to transfer the soul of our recently deceased self into sure, the sure. dummy to give it a more lifelike manner. Now, I don't know why a ventriloquist who can project That's what I was their gonna voice say. and can craft dummies requires this, but look. I mean, to be fair, he said he was a vanilla something. I can't remember. A vanilla guest, exactly. He was a vanilla guest. He's not a ventriloquist. I guess that's why. Uh, let's see. What page do we go back to? Oh, shoot. Uh, let's see. I, I'm here. I will Let's give it a little, little bit of a pause. Sure. We'll bring you back in a sec. Ba-doo-doo. -doo -doo. We need, like, a sound for that. We need, like, a cool little chime. Like a, or maybe like a blood-curdling shriek that's auto-tuned. I can't auto-tune my voice in real. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Page that's sixty-five. Work, baby. What 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 was the context for right before page sixty-five? Like, this is if we do not go with the giant giant because he's ugly. 
and we're shallow? Uh, so rather, this is the giant appearing on this page, and we are asking whether or not we should go with the giant in order to try and get out of here or ah, stay put. I see, I see. Uh, if you think so it'd be better, think to it's better wait. to wait. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess at this <sighs> point, I... just just hit sixty-seven. Okay. Uh, you don't trust this guy. No offense, but I think we should wait here. You say? You hold your breath, wondering what the giant's reaction will be. He let go of Joni's hand and stalks towards you. Your eyes travel up and up and up to his gross face. You don't believe it. There's a tear starting to trickle down his slimy cheek. <laughs> you don't want to go with me? The giant asks in a trembling voice. You don't like me! He flings himself onto the floor. His shoulders shake as he wails and moans. <laughs> he weeps. You, Sid, and Joni exchange puzzled looks. No, 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 no. We, we like you a lot. We really do. But it's no use. The giant is crying so hard he can't even hear you. Huge tears roll onto the floor. You're soon knee-deep in tears, then chest-deep. Now you can taste the giant's salty tears. You're going under, under. <laughs> then you start crying to yourself when you realize this is the end. You this shallow jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you shallow <laughs> jerk. How dare you? Um, wow. You should have gone with him and become dummies. Exactly. Is it like... Were we supposed to... Uh, I think we go... can't operate with the birdcage. I think the birdcage is wrong. Yeah, okay. So do you want to go to the... Do you want to put in the coffin or the fishbowl? Because I got the pages for those. Ooh, you... let's go with the fishbowl. Okay, that's 22. Coffin's too default for us. Yeah. Never go with your first thought. Uh, mm -hmm. So long, low percent. Uh, back on the grind. Maybe we'll get there eventually. Maybe the fishbowl would be a good place to hide the magic book. You say? You walk over to the shelf and peer at the fishbowl. The fish stare back. No way. It'll be totally obvious. And the fish might get mad, Sid adds. I don't think that's going to happen. You tell them. You've just noticed the fish aren't real. They're a trick. <laughs> they just were painted on the inside of the clear bowl. You reach into it and do a double take. You can't believe what you see. Your hand becomes invisible inside the fishbowl. It disappears completely. You test it again. You pull your hand out of the bowl, shake off the water, stick it back in. disappears again. This is so cool. Hey, hey Joni, check this out. Joni glances your way. You watch her eyes travel down your arm to the fishbowl. Her mouth drops when she notices your hand appears to be gone. Then you lift your arm out of the water. Joni's eyes grow wide with terror. You glance down at the end of your arm, where your hand should be. My hand! Where's my hand? Turn to page 106. A look of horror comes across Joni's face as she stares where your hand should be. Her eyes well up with tears. Oh, here it is! <laughs> you exclaim. You poke your hand out of your sweater. Gotcha! You double over laughing. Does it all have to be a trick? Everything's you a trick. You have a really sick sense of humor. Joni mutters. 
Also, why did we get mad? We got mad at her for doing it in a normal magic mm -hmm. shop, but we can mm -hmm. do it in a life-threatening parallel universe magic realm ball in wonder world environment. Yep. That's <laughs> double standards. Uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, you probably get double over laughing. You have seen... Okay, Joni mutters. She sticks out her tongue and stomps away. Uh, hey, now we know the fish... Sorry. Hey, now we know the book won't be seen if we put it in the fishbowl. You tell Sid. Either the fishbowl or the water makes things invisible. We'd better put the book in there... To in something, rather, to keep it from getting wet. But what? Sid reaches into his pants pocket and pulls out a plastic bag. It's got half of a peanut butter sandwich in it. He removes the sandwich and stuffs the whole thing in his mouth. There you go. He mumbles with his mouth full. You take the capital B baggie. I <laughs> cannot a character, I guess. You take the baggie. Mm -hmm. You take baggie from Sid and slip the book inside. Then you drop baggie into the fishbowl. Joni comes up beside you. She picks up a short black stick sh sitting on the shelf <laughs> and taps it on the fishbowl. What do you think this is? She asks. How should I know? Maybe it's the magician's magic wand. Quit playing with it. Joni sticks the wand into the bowl and stirs. Oh no, maybe she shouldn't have done that. Turn to page 100. Joni pulls the magic wand out of the fishbowl. You wait for something terrible to happen. Nothing. It's neat the way the wand disappears when I stick it in. Oh, nothing. I didn't say that. It's neat the way the wand disappears <laughs> when I stick it in the fishbowl. Joni declares for the first time. She stirs the water again. I can feel the magic book when I stir, but I can't see it. She adds, pulling the wet wand out of the water. She puts the wand into the bowl for a third time. She stirs so hard that water splashes all over the rim. Joni, we have to... You never get a chance to finish what you were going to say. You hear a bubbling sound coming from the fishbowl, then a gurgling, then a whoosh. Water gushes out of the fish fishbowl. You glance at Sid. He stares at a, the rushing water. Joni shrieks and drops the wand. Water pours onto the floor, rising quickly. The painted fish come to life and start swimming in the knee-deep water. Now... Knee deep from a fishbowl? Now you recognize what kind of fish they are. Conveniently, man-eating piranhas, and piranhas aren't choosy. They don't mind the they don't mind being kid-eating piranhas. This is definitely the end. What? Uh you know what? The thing I take most issue with on this page is piranha are actually quite choosy. You have to make them very hungry to Yeah, it's people. true. Is it? It's a. It's they just a, like they carry campaigns. They want dead flesh. I know. It's there's. It's been a hit job against sharks and piranhas. Piranhas, they uh, don't well, deserve it. They do not indeed. But this was a direct line from our choice from the fishbowl. So now I guess we have to go into the coffin. On which it's page true. is that line? I just want you know, I mean, yeah, one one. I just want it. I want one one. I want a good hiding spot. It's, that's all I want. Also. Stop hating piranhas. Hate the hate the game. <laughs> Life. <laughs> you decide the coffin is the best place to hide the book. You run over to it and try and lift the lid. It won't budge. Help me. You yell to Joni and Sid. Maybe together we can pry it open. 
Well, if I knew this was the teamwork option, then obviously. Mm. Joni and Sid rush over to the coffin, grunting and groaning. The three of you tug the heavy lid. Gives an inch, then two inches. Enough to slip the book inside, then the lid snaps shut, almost taking your fingers with it. Just in time, a sound behind you makes you whirl around. You see a black hat topple off the shelf across the room. A black crow flies out, circles the room, lands on the coffin. Ooh! You watch, stunned as the crow turns into the magician. You three meddling children have taken something of mine, and I am here to get it back. The magician's voice echoes throughout the room, takes a step towards you. Which one of you has my book? He demands. We lost it. We we lost it. You say quickly. Don't you dare lie to me. The whole room seems to shake with the sound of his voice. Lies make me very angry. And you don't want to see me when I'm angry. <laughs> the magician warns. The magician points at you. I'm quite calm. I'm actually sedate right now. <laughs> this is me on a good day. <laughs> don't talk to me before I've had my frambulization. <laughs> I've come straight from my daughter's wedding. Today is the best day of my life. <laughs> I'm on my way to yoga. <laughs> the magician points at you. It really centers me. Find your chakra. Now. <laughs> at once. <laughs> the magician points at you. Sparks fly from his fingers. What is he doing to you? Hurry to page 66. You glance down and see that your feet are no longer touching the floor. You float higher and higher. The magician snaps his fingers. You're turned upside down, suspended in midair. Then you start shaking like a salt shaker. Everything from your pants pockets falls onto the ground. When the magician is satisfied that you don't have the book, he does the same thing to Sid and Joni. Gum wrappers, markers, rubber bands, even a sand, even a sandwich fall to the floor. Fell to the floor. Okay. Uh, cannon. That must be Joni's sandwich. That must be Joni's. Canonically, has eaten his. Has he? Not in this reality. Ha he oh, ate the sandwich no, in the fishbowl no, reality. That's what I'm saying. Cannon. Go. Good point, well made. Loophole. We are, we are multiverse travelers. It's not their fault. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Gun. Even a sandwich fall to the floor. You must have hidden the book. The magician realizes. Thuds. <laughs> You, Sid, and Joni drop onto the floor. Hey! Joni complains. Not hurt. She rubs her backside. Is that backside? That was... Oh, sorry. Backside. She rubs her multiple backsides. <laughs> what have you done, magician? <laughs> My well, that's magician's voice, I guess. <laughs> I've, I've made it twice as likely that you get a bad end by accidentally having your batoot revealed. Oh, no! Vulnerability. Uh, that was nothing. The magician growls. You have a terrible feeling he's telling the truth. The magician claps his hands, and a tiny hourglass is suddenly hanging from a rope around your neck. The sand will run out in exactly one hour. He explains. If you fail to return the book in perfect condition, you will join my collection. What, 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 what collection? You asks. Ask. 
Then out of nowhere, a <laughs> gust of wind blows aside the velvet curtain behind the coffin. What you see makes all three of you scream in terror. What's behind the curtain? Final page 113. <laughs> you were right. Behind the curtain is a brick wall. He's going to turn us into a brick. <laughs> But there's something else, too. A wooden cabinet with rows of glass shelves, and on the shelves are heads. Human heads. You, Sid, and Joni stand frozen in fear. You can't tear your eyes away from the horrible sight. Twelve shrunken human heads stare back at you. You monster! You shout. You force yourself to face the evil magician. But he disappears through the brick wall. Again. You have to think of something. You really don't want to have to give your get your head shrunk. You don't even want to see how Joni and you want don't even want to see Joni get her annoying head shrunk. Now what? Sid asks. Let's give back the book. Joni says. I don't think we should. He might not let us go after we give him what he wants. That book is our only assurance that he won't hurt us, at least for an hour. He adds, glancing at the hourglass. But if we don't give him the book, he'll take our heads for sure. Joni counters. They turn to you for a decision. If you think you should give the book back to the magician now, turn to page 78. If you think you'll have better look, luck by hanging on to the book and trying to find a way to escape, turn to page 36. Oh, uh, boy. I mean, every scenario in these books that we've been like, you know, I'll let you go if X... They never actually mm -hmm. have. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly what I'm thinking. No one threatens to make you a shrunken human head and then, you know, oh, it's all good. Never mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you apologized. We're all fine now. Like, it, it, yeah, they're, they're two extremes. I think we've got to have a uh, hang on to this book. I also think it's going to be important that we have it to the ability to recite the passage, possibly backwards or something like that in the future. Uh, do you remember it? Tootie pooty. Oh. <laughs> All right. I almost did try and copy paste it out so I would be able to reference yeah. it consistently on other pages, but I was too slow. All right, here we go. 36. You don't think the magician will let you go once you give him the book. Your best bet is to escape now. But how? If the magician got out, you say, so can we. But he's magic. Joni counters. And he knows his way around. He probably built this creepy room. Fine, don't help. Your pointy little head will look great on that shelf. Joni stamps her feet. The hollow sound echoes in the small room. Quit picking on me! She whines. You and Sid roll your eyes. Come on, Sid. You say? Maybe we can find some sort of trapdoor? You begin tapping on the brick wall, searching for a hidden door. Joni stomps over to the corner. She sits there and pouts. You ignore her and wave at the coffin. This stuff had to be brought in here somehow, you tell Sid. You have a nagging feeling that you had the solution a minute ago, but it slipped away. Joni's singing TV jingles. She's so Safe annoying. Safe flat root breaks. Joni, cut it out. Yeah. We're trying to... Then something occurs to you. As strange as it seems, you think the answer is in something Joni said or did. Uh, he's magic. <laughs> oh. He probably built this creepy room? 
I don't know. Yeah. I mean, something that she did was singing TV jingles or, uh, you know, pouting in the corner. Something she's said is he probably built this creepy room. Yeah. Hmm. It actually feels like there's I, data we could gather. <laughs> this is like the first time where I feel like we're actually being tested. Like a little bit. Although in, I do ever wonder, in any of these like, books. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do wonder if they'll throw the the wrench in the works, so to speak. And as soon as we say, I mean, she astutely observed that the magician probably made this room, so there's probably magical ways out or you know, blah 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 blah. Uh and instead will have no 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 her singing the tv jingles was actually the right way that's the way to get out of here secretly he just muttered under his breath the geico commercial and that's why the magician yeah. got out could be could be could be uh mm. Mm. let's go with said let's go with the default first and it see feels more likely it feels more likely okay. would you like to start reading the space force I, we don't have, we don't have to like get well, real. Give it a go. When has Joni ever said anything that has been of any help? Are you having a good hair day? Because your head is going to be in permanent view of the magician's collection. The end. Quickest death <laughs> on a page I've Quickest seen death. so far. All right. Three so, sentences. Three sentences. I mean, hey, it was nice and quick. Let's go to page one hundred eight. Mm-hmm. All right. You are positive that something Joni did was the clue to your escape, but what was it? You retrace her steps. Sid follows right behind you. When you come to an abrupt stop, Sid bangs into you. I've got it. This is okay. All right. This I was. I should have said something. I'm an idiot. Uh, What's up? I th I was gonna say that that well, we'll get when I'll cro we'll cross the bridge. You, I've got it. You cry, jumping up and down. What? Sid demands. You've got what? Joni, you are fantastic! You swoop over to her and plant a big kiss on her head. She Mwah. stares up at you. What did I do? She stammers. When Joni threw her fit, she stamped her foot. It made a hollow sound. That must mean there's a trap door underneath this spot of the floor. That's the thing. I was like, uh, I was like, oh, hollow. There's, it's empty. But then I was like, I guess it just means. It, and then I was like, oh, it just means that. That's it's just describing the sound in general, but mm -hmm. alas, that won't hold up in court. I didn't say it. The three of you quickly roll back the rug. There it is, a shiny metal latch in the floor. Your key to freedom. The trap door opens with a creak and a groan. You can see the top of a set of stairs. A wave of damp, musty smelling air rises up the steps. Come on, you say. You lead the way down the stairs. Can't see anything. Joni complains behind you, hollowly. Shh, you whisper. We don't know what we'll find down here. That's when you hear it. A mostly blood a blood curdling scream. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> Go on to page 81 if you dare. Chills run down your spine. That scream sounded as if someone were being tortured. The three of you ah. stand. <laughs> Stand perfectly still. Another loud, horrible howl screeches from somewhere above you. Oh, in no. silence. <laughs> and you don't like what you hear next. Footsteps. Hollow footsteps. And they're headed your way. Should we go back? Joni squeaks. But you have no time to decide. 
A door opens at the other end of the steps. A face appears in the doorway. A terrifying face. A face with slits where eyes, nose, and, and mouth should be. Long, black, stringy hair sticks out of around the face and hangs down onto the creature's shoulders. You back up into Joni, who stumbles into Sid. Ouch! Get off! You hear behind you. No chance of escape that way. Large hand reaches out and grabs the front of your shirt. Help! You cry. Hurry on to page 44! You're pulled through the doorway into the glaring white lights. Joni and Sid tumble after you. You gaze up at the creature. You start laughing when you realize the face that scared you was only a gorilla mask. The man takes off his mask and winks at you. He's short and bald. Had you gone there for a minute, didn't I, partner? He says. Sounds like your cousin from Texas. The man drops the gorilla mask on the floor and picks up a giant cowboy hat. That's when you notice he's dressed head to toe in a cowboy outfit. Jeans, cowboy boots, spurs. He helps Joni to her feet, then shakes Sid's hand. You're just in time, partner. He tells Sid. In time for what? Sid asks. In time for some real fun. The cowboy answers. You glance around. You're on a stage that's been decorated to look like a western ranch. Bales of hay are stacked around a fake barn door. A large wooden wheel painted red, white, and blue stands at the center of the stage. What kind of place is this? You wonder. Then you feel something cold and hard pressed into your back. A knife! Go to page 86. <laughs> Not the end. You peer over your shoulder at the cowboy. Stand aside, kid. The cowboy says, flashing the knife blade at you. You're in my lot. You don't need to be told twice. Sorry, you mumble. Take a few steps back. The cowboy strides towards the center of the stage and positions himself in front of the wheel. He tosses the knife into the air and catches it behind his back. Then he tosses it up again and catches it with his eyes shut. Freaking jugglers, man. Joni applauds. Ma, what a cute little girl. The cowboy says to Joni. Would you like to see another trick? Sure, Joni says. Sid nods. You don't think you ever want to see another trick in your life? Take your seats, take your seats. The cowboy commands, waving Sid and Joni towards the folding chairs at the side of the stage. Then he turns to you. You have a terrible feeling that you've been chosen to be a part of the cowboy's act. Right you are. The next thing you know, the cowboy is strapping you to the wooden wheel. Warat. You be real still, the cowboy instructs. No wiggling. Now what, you wonder? I don't know. Wheel? Knife? Gee. Maybe knife. Mm. Maybe knife throw at wheel. Like magic act. You watch the cowboy pick up four deadly looking knives. Now you know you don't like this. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. You begin. But you're so frightened that you have trouble getting the words out. The cowboy doesn't hear you. He takes three knives in his left hand. The other knife he aims directly at your head. <laughs> the knife thuds into the wood next to your left ear. That was close. <laughs> A second knife cuts into the wood next to your right ear. That was even closer. Hey, hey wait a minute. Your voice comes out as a squeak. <laughs> the third knife thuds right above your head. And now for the grand finale. The cowboy announces. I'm going to spin the wheel. 
He strides towards you. Let me off this thing! You shout, but the cowboy ignores your protest. He smiles at you, grasps the side of the wheel, and gives it a sharp yank. Round and round you turn, the cowboy takes aim with the last knife. No! You wail. You can't look. You shut your eyes. If you can juggle, turn to page... No. <laughs> if it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday... Uh, hold your breath until you, you can get to 35. Knives, turn to... <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> find the nearest civilian <laughs> give them a knife see what happens turn to page 35 oh. hold your breath you open your eyes and sneak another look at the cowboy it's hard to see his face as you spin around and round seems to be concentrating very hard is this trick safe Joni asks, her voice trembling. She sounds scared. Kind of nice to know she's worried about you. I'll tell you a secret, little lady. The cowboy assures her. It's a trick now. Completely harmless. Cool. Sid says. He and Joni lean forward in their seats. Maybe the cowboy knows what he's doing, you think. You've seen this at circuses before. You shut your eyes just before the cowboy throws the knife. Whoa, dang. Wrong knife. Oh, the last words you ever hear at the end. Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know what we have to go back to at this point. It would be give the book back? Oh, my God. <laughs> is it that far? I mean, it must be because we had dead ends on any other path. So where is giving the book back? Uh, coffin, 66, 113. Uh, it would be page 78. My, here's my guess before. I'm going to call it before we get there. We look in the coffin and the book's not there. That's my that's my thought. And then uh, and then it's a whole path. That's my that's my guess. Okay, but that's my okay. guess as of now. So, again as a reminder of where we have returned to. We have not even yet seen the magician return and we are oh sorry, we have seen yes. them return. They've disappeared and we're deciding whether or not to give the book back or attempt to keep it to escape. Exactly. So we're going 78. 78. I think we better give the magician what he wants. You tell them. Joni and Sid nod. You sigh and walk over to the coffin. But when you lift the lid, you discover the book has disappeared. It's gone! You shout. Joni and Sid rush over to the coffin and they peer inside. Maybe there's a secret compartment. Sid suggests you hear footsteps they sound as if they're coming closer and closer do you think it's the magician Joni whispers i don't know but i sure don't want to find out you tell her the tide in the coffin turn to page 103 welcome to the musical episode yeah that was the musical page That's every me. goosebumps has one and <laughs> yeah, unfortunately we just, we just we've been missing one. them in every previous page 78 is the is the musical page sorry uh, <laughs> write that down, write that down! Uh, okay. <laughs> why, why is it not letting me click? Well, there we go, okay. Uh, you, Joni, and Sid climb into the empty coffin. The lid clicks shut above you. Also, if any of the other pages we read were 78, that was, we just... Music that is... That was in, a Phantom 78. Phantom 78, and also music's in everything. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, we... It was uh, it was just avant-garde jazz that we were performing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Jazz. Yes, yes. Uh, the lid clicks shut above you. The three of you are squashed together. What's your elbow? Joni snaps. 
Hey, that was my eye, Sid complains. You get a mouthful of Joni's hair. You're starting to sweat. You feel as if you're going to suffocate. You have to get some air. You place your feet on one side of the coffin and push. You try and create some space between you, Joni, and Sid. Your shoulders press against the opposite side of the coffin, and you hear a loud click. What was... The bottom of the coffin pops open, and you're suddenly sliding down a metal chute faster and faster, tumbling over and over. The chute comes to a sudden end. You crash land into the hard floor. Joni and Sid hit the floor next to you. Look for the magic book. You say, jumping up. Joni spots the magic book, lying on the floor by a tall wooden cabinet. Just as she reaches for it, a man steps out from behind the cabinet. His foot lands squarely on the book. Turn to page 112. The man is tall and dressed in a sequined white suit. Sequined, what a word. Sequined white suit. Uh, he wears a blue mask that covers half his face. You can tell he has no idea he's standing on the magic book. You want to keep it that way. Welcome, 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 the masked man says. Are you my new assistants? Uh, why, yes, we are, you say. You glance at Joni. She gives you a little nod, and then you wink at Sid. He winks back. He, under your, he understood your plan immediately. Lie. You approach the masked man and shake his hand, pulling him off the book. Nice to meet you, you say, walking him towards Sid. You glance back to see Joni grab the magic book and slip it into her backpack. Oh, good. The masked man replies. I can never seem to keep acquaintances or assistants. Now come along. The masked man leads you to over to a low table. You don't like what you see. On it is a long gleaming sword and a very sharp saw. A long box lies on a table nearby. Which trick would you like to do? The masked man asks. The cabinet of swords? Or would you rather be sword in half? You don't like these options, but he's waiting. So choose to be sawn in half, page 49, to test your luck in a cabinet of swords, page 55. Uh... I mean, this, I don't know if we can get any information other than choose one. There, because yeah. both of these could go horribly wrong. In the Goosebumps universe, specifically. To be fair, it doesn't say be cut in fourths, and we do see the cover of the book, and we're live. So... Mm, okay, okay. Let's let's get sawn in half. I like that trick. Sure. I don't know. There's a, yeah, I, li I like that trick. It's also the cover of the book. So, hey, let's go with that. I'll do the sawn in half trick. You say? At least you've seen this trick before. Who knows what a cabinet of swords is? That's like, what? Excellent. The masked man claps his hands, the table with the long box. Wait, the table with the long box on it rolls towards you. Taking your hand, the masked man helps you climb into the box. You lie down in the hard wooden box, your head sticking out one end. So, what do I do? You ask. You gaze up at the masked man. He looks awfully nervous. Um, uh, leave it all to me. He tells you. He ties a blindfold over your eyes and plunks the lid on the box. If I can just remember what I'm supposed to do. You hear the masked man mutter. You don't like the sound of that. Hey! You shout. You pound on the lid. I I've changed my mind. I want to do the other trick. But no one answers. You listen hard, trying to figure out what's going on. Then you hear the sharp teeth of a large saw slicing through the lid of the box. Turn to page 135. You pound on the box. Help! You shout. 
Get me out of here! The teeth of the saw slice back and forth, back and forth, inches from your stomach. You can't take it anymore, and you pass out. When you open your eyes, you're still in the box. Your blindfold is off. You touch your stomach, still in one piece. There's any blood, no pain, just an odd tickling sensation. I guess it really was just a trick, you tell yourself. You can hear applause. That was a great trick! You hear Joni say. Really cool, comes Sid's voice. The lid is lifted. The masked man peers down at you. Uh, all right in there? He asks. You bet! You climb out of the box and immediately fall over. What's wrong? Find out a page 21. <laughs> What's wrong with me? You ask. You try to stand up, but your muscles don't seem to be working. You hear a gasp. Sid and Joni rush towards you. The masked man holds out his hand and helps you to your feet. You glance down. Your mouth drops open in horror. Your feet... Your feet are on backwards! You turn to the masked man. What did you do to me? You demand? The trip was going so well. I <laughs> sawed you in half without a problem. Then... Oh, I'm no good. The other magician's gonna make fun of me. Feet on backwards. I... No, shrugs, to, shrugs to his shoulders. He shrugs his shoulders. Sid and Joni crowd around you. You have to fix this. Sid shouts. Joni gazes at your backwards bottom half and oh no, our bum bum. Always a no! always forward. Oh no. I can try. The masked man says he picks up the saw. Says he no, no saw. way. You yell. Who knows what kind of mistake you'll make next? Well, Joni says. Mom always complains that you don't know if you're coming or going, and now you'll have an excuse. The end. Backward legs forever. Forward bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> this is evil. Yeah. Just think about it. We lay down in the box. Tummy up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How'd he he sawed us in half, and then he must have picked up one of the boxes or opened <laughs> it and inverted the limbs. Like, this doesn't just happen. This, is, this does not just happen. I don't know. I think I'm starting to think this place is a bit tricky and maybe evil. Let's do the Cabinet of Swords. I, I don't suppose. think this masked man is being sincere with me. Yeah, I think it's a trick. Cabinet of Swords? <laughs> Everything is. Yeah. Ain't it all. Uh... Where are we off to for 55. the Masked Man or the Trick? 55. Cabinet of Swords. You there? Yes. All right. You hope the Cabinet of Swords won't be as deadly as it sounds. Let's get to work. The Masked Man commands, clapping his hands. Now, you stand there. He yanks Sid to one side of the wooden cabinet. And you stand right there. He instructs Joni, pulling her to the other side of the cabinet. Then he passes a hand over her face and mutters a few strange words. Her expression goes completely blank. He does the same thing to Sid. Sid stares into space, unmoving, unblinking. What did you do to them? You stammer. It's for the trick. The masked man informs you. They're under my spell, of course. Of course. What kind of trick is this? You ask. You'll see right now. The masked man waves his hand over his head. The, si 
Sid and Joni open the doors of the tall cabinet. Inside, you see the blades of ten swords running from one side of the cabinet to the other. Somehow, you don't think you're going to like being this guy's assistant. Turn to page 124. You watch as Joni and Sid silently pull each sword from the cabinet. They place them on the low table with the other gleaming sword. When all ten swords are removed, the masked man waves his hands again. He pronounces some more strange-sounding words. Sid and Joni push you into the cabinet, and you hear a lock snap shut. Silence and darkness surround you. This is worse than being squished in the coffin. At least there you had Sid and Joni for company, and you weren't waiting to find out what those swords were going to be used for. You don't have to wait long. Something hard and cold slides in front of your ankles. You peek down. Yikes, it's a long blade of a sword. And there's ten more to go. Oh no, turn page 30. Ten more to go? When all ten swords are removed... There was one on the table, one ten inserted, in the box. And now there's ten more to go. Oh, one on the table? One on the table? The gleaming sword on the table. Aha! Uh -huh. There is no loophole. There is no plot holes in this book here yet today, except for all of the magic. It's a trick, you tell yourself. But how does it work? A second sword pierces the cabinet. Without thinking, you lift your foot and step on the sword as it slices through to the other side. Somehow, it manages to hold your weight. That's it. You realize, I have to step on each sword as it comes through the cabinet wall. It's difficult, but you manage to keep your balance as you climb on top of each sword that slides into the cabinet. By the time the final sword is pushed through, you're crouching in a tiny space at the top. Now what, you wonder? The swords are slowly pulled out again. Each sword slides out. You place a foot on the sword below it. Finally, you're standing up again at the bottom of the cabinet. The door flings open. Excellent. Oh, oh. sorry. Excellent. He says for the first time, the masked man congratulates you. Such good work should be rewarded. What is it that you want? We want to get out of here. You tell the masked man. How do we escape this crazy place? The masked man gazes at you sadly. <sighs> I'm sorry, but I cannot tell you that. For if I did, it would only come out as a trick. Turn to page 50. I can't tell you. <laughs> he snaps his finger as, and Joni and Sid Whoa. awaken from the... Hang on. Oh! Max Man continues. I can't tell you, but I know two people who can. Ah, he snaps his fingers and Joni and Sid awaken from their trance. Now, he tried to, but then he was like, oh, wait, I didn't say the second half of my sentence. They glance around, <laughs> he doubled dazed. Down. Yeah. What happened? Sid asks. The masked man is going to explain how we get out of here. You explain. Good. Joni says. Because the sand in the hourglass has almost run out. You hold up the tiny hourglass. It's still on a rope around your neck. You almost had forgotten about it, but Joni's right. Mm -hmm. There is very little sand left, and you're down to ten, down to minutes now. Who can tell us the way out? You ask the masked man. <laughs> you can ask Mr. Knowledge. He knows everything, and he answers all questions. The masked man picks up a piece of rope and throws it into the air. The rope stiffens and rises up into the ceiling. It disappears into the darkness. Mr. Knowledge is performing up there, he says, waving the rope. Or you can ask Ms. Cardsharp. She would know the way out. She's playing cards right now. To meet Mr. Knowledge, climb the rope to 97 if you want to meet Mrs. Cardsharp page 82 i mean mr knowledge seems like you know if we're trying to get the answer to a question 
Mr. Knowledge is the that one is to ask, true. but is that just way too obvious? I I do like that, like, the descriptions here are, you can ask Mr. Knowledge, he knows everything, he can answer all questions, or you can ask Miss Cardshop. She's playing cards. <laughs> She's playing cards. <laughs> um, and yet I feel I mean, like I kinda it could wanna, be. I kind of want to step on the rake and meet Mr. Knowledge. I suspect Me he too. will lie about everything. <laughs> that could be, or we just have to do the classic riddle, you know? Who knows? Mm. You decide to ask Mr. Knowledge for the way out, but first you have to climb up the rope. You want me to climb up that rope? Sid asks. No way. I'm the one who gets picked last in gym for every team. Come on, you say. At least you can try. Joni and I will help you. I'll even give you a boost up on my shoulders. It's easy, Joni assures Sid. She scrambles up the rope and disappears into the darkness. This doesn't seem to make Sid feel any better. You kneel down and let Sid stand on your shoulders. Slowly, slowly, you stand up. Your knees wobble. Excuse me. Boy. Oh, boy. No more Super Sundays for you, Sid. You weigh a ton. That's right. Tease me about my weight. Forget it. Just climb. You say. Oh, just climb. <laughs> Sid manages to push, put one hand over the shoulder, wait, over the other and climbs up the rope. As soon as he lifts off your shoulders, you scurry up behind him. You can do it, Sid. You encourage him. But can he? Turn to page 43. Uh, as you near the top, you check the sand and the hourglass. Not much time left. Give Sid one last shove. He falls forward onto the edge of the opening in the ceiling. You pull yourself up and over, flopping onto the floor beside him. No time to rest, you tell the others. The sand has almost run out. We gotta find Mr. Knowledge. As soon as you say... Mr. Knowledge. The lights flash on. You are standing in the back of another theater. A drum roll announces that the performance is about to begin. You, Sid, and Joni quickly find empty seats. A man in a dark brown suit walks on stage. He pulls, the th on, his, pulls on his thin moustache and peers into the audience. You may ask me any question. He says. For I know all the answers. I am Mr. Knowledge. What's the handway? Someone shouts from the audience. Do you know? If yes, go to page 26. No, page 38. Oh, I know it in metric, but I don't know it in imperial. <sighs> I mean, I'll be honest. Do you know how much a hen typically weighs? Ah, I don't. I, I. Mm. It's clever, but I don't know. I want to say like four pound. Let's find out how much does a hen weigh? Between five to ten pounds. Okay, okay. So I just had a small hen. I, I feel like we. Let's that's enough yes. for us to say yes. Absolutely. <gasps> what is a uh, anyway? Mr. Knowledge repeats the question. You can't help yourself. Uh, hen weighs about six pounds? You shout from the audience. You love these old jokes. Mr. Knowledge gazes out at the audience. Very good, my young friend. You may ask the next question. You know exactly what to ask. 
How do we escape from here? Mr. Knowledge looks startled. That is an interesting question. It requires an interesting answer. Please, join me on stage. You, Joni, and Sid race up to the stage. When you're all standing beside Mr. Knowledge, you're amazed to see the entire audience has vanished. The answer to your question is in the red ball. Mr. Knowledge explains. He pulls a small red ball from his pocket and places it on the table in front of him. From a drawer in the table, he produces three small cups. Mm -hmm. He puts them in a row. One cup on the right, one cup in the middle, one cup on the left. Then Mr. Knowledge takes the red ball and puts it under the middle cup. Now what? Find out on page 87. Oh my god. Wait, it's in the middle? It was in the middle, right? Originally. Originally, yes. yes. Mr. Knowledge begins to move the cups around the table. He starts slowly at first, then his hands move faster, faster. Switches the middle cup with the right one. Then he moves the left cup into the middle and the into the middle of the other two. Now the cup on the left and the cup on the right are swapped. You're getting dizzy watching his hands move. I mean, on the left. Yeah. But like... Um, anyhow... Sorry, I was just trying to make sure that there wasn't an additional move or anything like that. He's moving so fast. He did three moves. <laughs> oh, well, is the red ball? Mr. Knowledge asks. If you answer correctly, I will let you know what you need to know. I mean, if we get to pick the cups. It's if, on the left. If it's not on the, if it's on the left, then it's pulling a, 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 a trick. Mm -hmm. You pick up the cup on the left. The three of you hold your breath, waiting to see if you're correct. So much is riding on your choice. It's your only hope of escape. Mr. Knowledge lifts up the cup on the right. No red ball. So far, so good. I will give you a chance to change your mind. Mr. Knowledge offers. He places his hand on the left cup. You stare at it. Is the red ball under there? Oh, no. If you want mm, to change your mind for the, it's a, it's, it's a Monty Ball problem. We had the Monfinity Hall problem, then the Monty Ball problem. We're getting them all problem. If you want to change your mind I, for the middle cup, but like, but it doesn't apply here. In <laughs> less magic. I mean, yeah, exactly, right? Because the the real trick to the cups and balls is you don't actually put the your ball under the first cup in the first instance instead you substitute it to a second one and then you just take them off the table or substitute them with oranges or whatever the heck um it's true i almost i i want to respect the monty ball problem pun, yes but i think we should stay with the left cup i think so too but 62. i do like the spirit of the other one so much that i'm so i'm so curious i don't know okay uh you, Sid, and Joni all have your eyes glued on the cup on the left. You hold your breath as Mr. Knowledge slowly, so slowly lifts up the left cup. The red ball rolls out. Woo! We win! You cheer. You, Sid, and Joni slap high fives. Now, Mr. Knowledge, how do we get out of here? The answer is in the red ball. He hands the small ball to you. Throw it against the wall, and the answer will be reveal. You hurl the ball against the wall. On the impact, the ball splatters into red paint. The paint runs in all directions until it makes a doorway. You glance down at the hourglass. Oh, no. There's just a few grains of sand left. Run for the door! You shout, pushing Sid and Joni forward. We're almost out of time! The three of you jump through the red doorway and find yourself back in the magic shop. 
Whoa, we did it. Sid cheers. We're back in the mall. Then you hear it. <laughs> the horrible laughter fills your ears. The rotting smell fills your nose. And then there he is in front of you. The magician. There's no escape. He sneers. He grabs the hourglass around your neck and pulls hard. The cord snaps. Just a few more grains of sand left. He says, holding up the hourglass for you to see. Then I'll have three new heads for my collection. The magician waves his hand. The wooden cabinet appears. He snaps his fingers. The doors fly open. The terrible shrunken heads stare at you. Oh. The, the put-upon you know, friend that you keep bullying for yes. bad reasons will go first. The magician says, kindly. You hear a clanking of metal wheels. You gasp. A real guillotine rolls to the center of the room. <laughs> go to page 80. You stare at the glistening blade of the guillotine. You can't tear your eyes away. You notice Sid. He's taking strange, stiff steps towards the terrible machine. Sid! You cry. What are you doing? You rush over to him and grab his arm, but he doesn't stop. <laughs> you whirl around and glare at the magician. Stop laughing! You scream. What did you do to him? You see Joni trembling in the corner. He is in my power, the magician boasts. There is nothing you can do. You shake Sid hard. He looks like a zombie. His eyes are glassy as the same blank expression on his face that the gruesome head staring at you from the cabinet have. The trance must have made Sid stronger. He easily shakes you off. He lies down and places his head under the terrible blade. No! Sid, no! You glance at the hourglass dangling from the magician's hand. Only five grains left. How do we know? Time is running out. You got to do something, but you can't stand here and watch your best friend get his head chopped off, but... What? Turn to page 95 before it's too late. We're running out of time, but I must individually count the grains of sand left in the top of this, uh, <laughs> this hourglass. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, shoot, four. Uh, wait, shoot, three. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we'll give you the book. You shout. Just stop the hourglass and release Sid. The magician turns the hourglass on its side. He places it on the floor. You're relieved to see that grains of sand stop flowing through the narrow opening. You can't! Joni shrieks at you. You can't give him the book! He's evil! He'll use it to do evil magic! You ignore what she says. You pull her backpack off her shoulders. The buckles open under your fingers. You grab the book. Bring it here! The magician commands. I can't watch you do this! Joni says. She sits by her bag and turns her back to you. You clutch the book close to your chest with both hands. You take teeny tiny baby steps across the room. Quit stalling! The magician demands. You cross the room and stand in front of the evil man. The magician snatches the book from your hands and a big smirk appears on his face. But it soon turns into a grimace. Bad head, eh? The magician sputters, reading the title of the book out loud. Go to page 119. This is not my book! The magician thunders. Now! You shout to Joni. She jumps to her feet. 
In her hand is the real magic book. Joni has been waiting for your signal. While you were stalling, she was searching for a magic spell that might help you. No pra ispanalo look, Joni pronounces. Huh? You say. You doubt the nonsense she just read will stop the magician. No! The magician roars. His hands fly up as he tries to cover his ears. Joni repeats the strange words. Amazing. No pra ispanalo. The spell seems to be working. No! The magician wails again as he wraps himself entirely in his cape as if he hopes it will block out the sound of the spell he's completely hidden inside of it. Then the cape drops silently to the floor. The magician has vanished. Did the spell really work? That depends. Is today your lucky day? The magic book says Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are the lucky days. Monday, Wednesday, lucky days. Tuesday, Thursday, not lucky days. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's. I think it has to be a lucky day for us, certainly, right? I mean, it's. It. It is accurate that it is for you. As always, it works out so well that we're in both mm. zones. So I guess it's our lucky day, unless that's bad. <laughs> let's let's continue. It's our lucky day. Here we go. Uh huh. This is your lucky day. As soon as the magician disappears, Sid wakes up from his trance. He and Joni race for the door. You stand over the cape, staring at it. Strange to think how frightened you were only moments before. And it was this cape that had you so scared. You pick up the cape off the floor. It's so smooth and silky. You have to wrap it around you. It feels good. You knot the strings under your chin. You gaze down at the beautiful fabric. You begin to turn. Then you twirl faster, faster. You love the way this cape floats behind you. Hey, come on. Joni calls from the doorway. Let's get out of here, Sid adds. You turn towards their voices. Puny children, they are nothing before your great power. You know what you must do. You snap your fingers. Behind you, the cabinet door opens. You watch Sid's mouth drop open and Joni's eyes grow wide in terror. Your heads will be perfect for my collection, you tell them. The guillotine rolls farther into the room. You have become the new magician. The end. Good ending. <laughs> yeah, good ending. Good ending. Magic. Oh, it's nice that we finally have a good ending and we become a magician as well. Um, although we are going to have children coming to our store and depose us at some point. So we want to see if there's a better yeah. ending on the other side. I mean, it is convenient that it is a, uh, you know, it's page 24. Too bad this isn't your lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> page 24. Too bad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It didn't work. The magician's still alive, but where is he? You eye the crumpled cape. He couldn't be there, could he? You creep towards the cape. It's just a piece of fabric. A pretty nice-looking piece of fabric, if you're going to be quite honest. You tell yourself. You try and shake off the feeling of dread as you slowly move forward. Your foot accidentally hits the hourglass that was sitting on the floor. Skitters across the room, stopping in front of the cape. You reach out for the hourglass, but the other hand clutches it first. Another hand clutches it first, a hand that stretches out from under the cape. The magician's hand turned to page 51. Oh my god. You are frozen in fear as you watch the magician's hand grasping the hourglass. Where's the rest of the magician, you wonder? You don't have to wait long before you find out. The cape rises, rises, rises until it towers over you. The silky fabric slips onto the floor. The magician stands before you, one hand holding the hourglass, his other hand shoots out and grabs you by the throat. 
You try and scream, but the words are choked off. The magician's fingers squeeze tighter and tighter. The hourglass dangles in front of your eyes. Two grains of sand left, and then it'll be all over for everyone. Wow, this all happened in three grains? Um, mm -hmm. You must stop those grains. It's your only hope of defeating the magician. You struggle for air and reach for the hourglass. You miss. Your lungs are burning. You're about to pass out. You have one more chance. You lunge for the hourglass. Do you grab it? Close your eyes. Let your finger land on one of the numbers and go to that page. 77 or 88. All right, I'm fine touching my screen. I'll just clean it afterwards. Okay. What'd you got? Okay, I completely missed. And again. I got 88. 88 is? I also like 88 because it looks like two hourglasses. Oh. You give it all you got, but your grasp falls just short of the hourglass. Johnny! You manage to gasp. Help me. Use another spell. As you slip in and out of consciousness, you hear Joni reading something, but you also don't understand the words. Your eyes close. You're about to pass out. You become aware that the room is full of people. You feel the magician yanked away from you, and your eyes flutter open. You can't believe what you see. The magician is being stuffed into the cabinet by dozens of attackers. Attackers who look exactly like you. <laughs> Joni! You shout. What did you do? She bites her lip. I thought it'd be a good spell. She holds out the page for you to read. Multiply your strength. Looks as if the magician has been defeated. As soon as the cabinet door clicks into place, it disappears into a puff of smoke. The other yous turn and gaze at you expectantly. Very weird feeling to be stared at by dozens of faces identical to your own. What are you going to do with them? Great. Joni grumbles. As if one of you wasn't too many. The end. Uh, that's kind of good, I guess. It's going to cause an identity crisis. Absolutely. Everyone involved. It is, it is indeed certainly not bad. Uh, I will say I, I am... We did catch the hourglass. I mean... I will say I'm certainly curious, and at this point, we're probably basically at the end, and we've already invested all this time anyways. You want to see what 70... Uh, exactly. Is, uh, there's only two grains left. 77? Yeah, there's only two grains left. You get everything you got. You stretch out your arm so far, it starts to cramp. Then, using every ounce of strength you have, you lunge for the hourglass. You've got it. Every muscle strains you lift as you lift the cord and place it around the magician's neck. Excuse me? The hourglass dangles under his chin. You're not too late. You watch the last piece of sand... Drop into the bottom of the hourglass. The magician's face begins to change in front of your eyes. His eyes turn up in his skull. His skin on his face bubbles like oatmeal. <laughs> you realize that the hand at your throat has relaxed its grip. It hasn't let you go yet, but you can take deeper and deeper breaths. Air fills your lungs, and you begin to feel stronger. You reach back and swing your fist at the magician's face. The magician's head topples off its shoulders and bounces around the floor. Joni screams behind you, but the magician's body still has your neck in a powerful grip. Turn to page four. I'm afraid we have stumbled across the uh, first problem, which is when the magician took the uh, cord and hourglass from us, I believe they snapped the cord when they took mm. the hourglass off our neck. So we've just quickly How tied dare. a knot. We're a scout. <laughs> I mean, hey, what's wrong with that? That probably, they probably, eh. yeah, it's a, like, we got him. You, we own this children book. Get own book. Absolutely. Uh, how can a guy without a head choke you? Hmm. Is this a just a Google search? 
but the fingers at your throat tighten their grip. Help me. You manage to choke out. Joni finds a sword on the wall and chops off the magician's arm. You find the arm. You and the arm fall to the ground. Then Joni pries the magician's finger off your neck. Fingers off your neck. Oh my god. Thanks. You tell Joni. That was close. Stand up and walk over to the head. Yuck. You say, picking it up. You bring it over to the cabinet and place it on the empty shelf. It's over. What's going on? Sid asks. He's sitting in the guillotine. The trance must have been broken when you defeated the magician. It's a long story. You say. Then you notice something. The walls of the shop seem to be dissolving around you. You, Joni, and Sid hurry out the door. You turn back and see that the magic shop has already disappeared. Glance down at the magic book in your hand. It's fading away into nothing. Well, after a day like today, maybe you're not so surprised after all. The end. <laughs> I don't know. I want to be a magician. I want to be magic. I want to be the one with a book and turn my friends and sister into dead. <laughs> mm, yeah, okay. That does happen. I want to have multiple me's. Yes. I mean, this is just that path as well, but we have fewer me's. I know. We can't, like, we can't play if... human Pikmin. Think about it like this. What if we had like a job share program, right? So like okay. there's 40 me's. And only each of us has to do one fortieth of the work because they just pass it off to the next person. I don't know how I'm going to sustain 40 people with the same income that would have been sustained yeah. one person. I'm assuming we can just split the food 40 ways. Fair, fair. What if we only go to school one day a week each and we'll have mm. each one... You know what? Clone number three will, wants to go to the prom when I don't really want to. But it's kind of weird because they're going with the girl I like, you know? It, <laughs> so you have to find a similar suit to them on the prom night because yes. you got a little too jealous when everyone else was posting prom photos on Twitter. It's and true. then you have to go and try and substitute yourself in the position, but then you end up in wacky hijinks because oh, it turns no. out another one of your clones took another person to the dance and they're two-timing. Oh my god. And She's then... right behind me, isn't she? Oh, oh that happened. <laughs> oh, it's a portal to hell and my other date behind me, isn't she? <laughs> isn't it? Oh, no. <sighs> Alas, this has been a long and so uh, we wrap it up probably here. But dang, I you know what? Thematically, thematically, I like this one maybe the best. Like, yes, as far it, as... It was the most consistent. The most consistent, uh, the best world building... And I don't know. I just like a magician. And also, it feels like mm. a magic realm is a good place for the pacing of this book to be held in. Yes, it it ties in well to this whole the whole like uh, well the next page is like a completely different thing, which makes a lot more sense here. Yeah, exactly. Right, kids horror like world building and kind of like the the I guess you might call it the the uh, the malleability of the world that needs to be maintained for what Goosebumps wants to do to it is better preserved in a magical pocket dimension. I agree. Also, everything is better in a magical pocket dimension. <laughs> so also true. Hard, hard to argue there, but hey, either way. Uh, as hey, we folk, wrap it up here, what do, you, what do you got to say? You were gonna do a thing. I would <laughs> ask, first off, 
that you use uh, the service that you are listening to this on to uh, rate the podcast, help us get on those charts so that we can attain new viewership, etc. Blah, 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 you know, play the game. But if you wanted to recommend it to someone personally and directly, the easiest way to do so is by saying, hey, I think you might like turntopagecast.com. Indeed. That being the landing page where you can find the podcast on all of the different sources you can find it. It's true, it's true. You can, you can do that. You can say, hey, just literally whatever podcast streaming website you like, you can probably find it there. Just say turn to page. It's the one with the cute little Goosebumps characters. Uh, you know, it's it would be great if you, you know, word of mouth, most effective when it's a small podcast would be would be wonderful. But uh, yeah, less. We also have the email turn to page cast at gmail.com. If you want to send anything, even like, I don't know, uh, different choose your own adventure book suggestions or anything like that or, or comments ideas or or whatever just anything you want us to to hear or maybe share or something send it over there uh but alas consider leaving the reviews and if you're watching on youtube consider doing a like and consider you know uh sharing it that way as well just it's just as effective just so more people hear because it's just a lot of fun i'd like to continue to do it so very much the same yeah alas that is that that's gonna do it here for today uh, one thing is no trick, and that's that we're done. There is no trick no more. Goodbye. Adios, y'all.